Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Tuesday morning, that last sentence uttered by Mike Greenberg, who in nine days will be there in Cleveland with the football world watching on ESPN, with many listening on ESPN Radio, and we will see if Mike is indeed right. Let the speculation begin. Let the smoke screens continue. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. It's great to have Key here. Jay will be back for draft week next really? Monday. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Travis Rogers, your guy, ESPN 710 in LA, is with us for hour number one. Trav, good morning. Good morning, Zubin. And this is something that'll be near and dear to your heart, even though Key is 3,000 miles away from you and everybody in Southern California. Key on his list of priorities today. Beach cruiser, gotta find me trying to feel man. like your West Coast here on the East Coast. Got to find me a bike. Can you ride a beach cruiser in Brooklyn? Is that a thing you can do? I didn't even know that that was an option. You'll, you'll, you'll soon see if it's not. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I got I to get a bike, man. I, gotta, I don't want one of those skinny bikes. I need something that got some, well, you, you know, You need seat. a big bike. Yeah, I need a big you, bike. A skinny bike's not an option for no, you. No, I don't need a skinny bike, and I don't need an electric bike and all that. I need... A beach cruiser. We have a city bike here in New York, right? You don't want one of those either? You can a just city bike, the dirty ones that people no. I don't, why, <laughs> why would I do that? That's so I never I mean I get it, I understand, but it's just like nah dude, I'm not I'm not putting my credit card to get a bike and like eighteen thousand million people have touched that bike. Right, in today's day and age. Right. No, not today, period. <laughs> just because we're in a pandemic, Zoom in, I was the same way. Why are you renting a bike? Just buy a bike. No, I'm buying one. Who said anything okay, about good. renting No, I'm I just not... thought you were saying 18,000 people are touching no, the bike. Because Zubin said, you know, there's they city bikes here in New York City. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm like, not doing that. Yeah, no, forget not, that. I'm yeah, no, not no. doing that's, that. That's not an option. We're not doing that. <laughs> not at all. Not one bit, <laughs> yeah. Zubin. You should get a bike, though. What's your GoPro for when you power walk? Yes, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I think you're right. With the city bike, the one thing with the city bike, I will say, you got to return it to a specific location. So if it's kind of out of the way, you got your own bike, you can come so and you, go as you please. So you have to return it back to a specific location. You can't just go to any... Well, you can put it anywhere, but, okay. you, but you have to go to a place where they're locked and unlocked. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that's always kind of puts a crimp in your style, too. Sometimes you got to take it an extra two or three blocks because that's the latest drop-off location. So if you just no, have I'm your good. own bike... I'll just go try. I'm going to source me a bike for one of these. Justin actually helped me, who's one of our bosses here, uh, source bikes yesterday. And uh, I'm going to go and find me the right kind. Like, nice, you know, cool, big. Yeah. I'm only cruising. I'm not like, it's not a workout situation. I'm where are you be... going on the bike? Well, this is what I need to know. Like, where are you headed when you're on your bike instead of to driving and fr- or walking? To, to and from work. Uh, you know, I'm going to be going and having day parties and nothing like that out here. So you don't have to worry about me <laughs> rolling up to a bar on a beach cruiser. That's not going to happen. And so from work, though. And so, Trav, on that tip, more people are going to be traveling. Key's going out and about. I mentioned to Key on Sunday, more than a million people in the country traveled. A year ago at this time, it was about 91,000. So people are out and about. Key, you got something? No, it's Yeah, they are out and about. But what's so wild, Travis, is, you know, as I check the weather every single day, and I've never seen this before except here in New York, it's going to be 75 degrees, right? It's going to midday, which midday to me means 12 to about 4. It's going to be 60-ish, 65. It gets hotter the later it gets. I'm like, (laughs) that's not the way it's supposed to be, Zubin. It is. It's supposed to cool off 
as the sun goes down. At 11 a.m., it's 64 degrees. At 4 p.m., 72 degrees. No. At 7 p.m., down to 68. That's backwards. Back to normal. Back to normal. It's supposed to be hot at 1. Yes. And it's nice and cool at 4. That's yes, that is absolutely work. correct. Uh, here's what I know for sure, guys. It's going to be nice out here today all day, whether it's at 11 or 3 <laughs> or 6. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, all right. It's going to be you. just about perfect. Cut his mic off. <laughs> so, no, Trav, make sure we cut it off and get it right back because I want to get your opinion, fellas, on this. The traveling aspect we were talking about. So the 49ers, as we know, trade the two number one picks in a number three to move up to number three. Yeah. And if this was like, you know, uh, a lampoon's vacation, I would describe it like this. We're all getting in the van or we're all getting on Key's uh, beach cruiser. And, you know, we are going to Mac Jones. We're going to his pro day, much like the 49ers did. We got to hit it. That's the number one thing. And then on the way back from vacation, if the traffic's not too bad and it's not too out of the way, we'll end up hanging out with Trey Lance and Justin Fields. That's the way the 49ers sort of did it. A number one, got to hit Mac Jones. We'll try to get the other guys on the way back and visit their second pro days. Key, a lot of people are wondering why the 49ers are taking this particular approach, especially if the scuttlebutt seems to be, maybe it was different a month ago, it seems to be now that the 49ers are moving away from the possibility of drafting Mac Jones. Yet many people, even in this pandemic-induced environment, the first place they decided to go was to see Jones. If they have the third pick and they don't really have to worry about Lawrence or Wilson and they're in pole position, they gave up to Hall to be in this position, why do anything untoward? Why have a smokescreen? when they're in the catbird seat to do what they want. I don't, I don't think there's a, a smoke screen. I think they're doing exactly what you said. Their due diligence, right? You, you, you said it in a roundabout way, but all it is is due diligence. They already, Travis, knew that there was going to be second days for those guys in terms of pro days. They already know that. They, 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 they've scheduled it way in advance. Hey, Justin Fields is going to do a second as well as Trey Lance, here are the dates, here's what we can do, here's our schedule. Oh, by the way, let's go see Mac Jones so that we're not caught running around blindfolded. Let, let's get this thing done. And it, it's normal. It's not anything that's unnormal for guys to have second, third workouts is what they would be, not necessarily – Pro days. Yeah, I get the idea of, of of looking around if you were there to begin with. If the 49ers were at three because that's where their record said they were going to pick, then you look around and you see what your options are and you take it all in. But they moved into that position. They moved two first-round picks to get into that position. So what I don't understand is why you would spend that kind of capital without knowing exactly what it is you want to do in the first place. You don't go and do that. You don't go and say, all right, I'm going to give you two first-round picks so I can move up here and then look around, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, if I'm if I'm going to spend that kind of draft capital, I know exactly the guy that I want. And not only do I know which guy I want, I know that he's going to be available to, to, to be picked at that third spot. It's not, all right, let me move into three, and maybe I like Matt Jones. Maybe I like Trey Lance. Maybe I like Justin Fields. Let me all bring him in and work out. Let me go over here. Let me go over there. Let me get in the family truckster and drive by and see this guy or that guy. I would think I would already know. I kind of get the idea of doing it just to double check, but – I think I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing if I spend all that money to get in there in the first place. Uh, and I think they do know what they're doing. You just don't know. See, that's the problem. We're guessing. But if they're moving around, Key, does it not mean that they don't know? No, because what if, Travis, what if, and you know how I am, what if Zubin, Mac Jones, they love, 
And then all of a sudden, just hypothetically, because I don't put the taboo on injuries. He all of a sudden says, I retire. I don't want to play football anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never got a chance to look at these other guys. Right? I mean, you have to do your due diligence. Isn't that a question they should have asked him before they decided well, to no. trade I mean, they're going to assume. No, they're going to assume that whoever it is that they're, they're going after is going to play football. But I don't want to say, well, what if a guy get injured? Or what if a guy, this happens during his workouts right. and all of a sudden he tears something? So I just use something that's far-fetched, which is, what if he just wakes up one day and it says, I'm going to retire. They have to do their due diligence. Nor do they want to tip their hand on what they want to do. Because you just don't know how wild some of this stuff is you get there, yes, they gave up two first rounds. Let's just throw it out there for conversation's sake. What if somebody come back to them and said, you know what, we know you gave up your two ones to get to a three. We're sitting at eight. We'll give you four ones to move back into three. You just don't know. So you got to do your homework in all sports on prospects. They would be foolish to not look at every single quarterback, turn up, Every single stone, rock, look underneath to see what it is. You may have your eyes set on somebody. What if Trey Lance, Mac Jones, or, or whomever that they want to go after, Justin Fields, decide that they don't want to play in San Francisco because they don't want to be teammates with somebody? You just don't know. You're right. The day before, the Bears bowled over the 49ers with an offer so they could go get Mitch Trubisky. I bet the 49ers never thought that was going to happen, and it did. Last thing I would say before we hit the break is that there are, as Key said, certain things that we don't know that others do. You can criticize Giants general manager Dave Gettleman as much as you want. Part of the reason they drafted Daniel Jones at six is he said he had intel, not Adam Schefter, not me, you, even though Key's more plugged in than others. He said he had intel that if they didn't go to six, Somebody else was going to grab him. Whether that's true or not, you don't know. But if it's percolating and it's out there and you have that piece of intel that nobody else does and you want that player, you've got to do everything you can to go get him. The Giants did it, and obviously the 49ers are doing it in some way here as well. Hopefully for the 49ers, it'll turn out a little bit better for them. On the way, while Jones is struggling, an NFL MVP at the quarterback position that put forth one of the great seasons in recent memory desperately needs a little bit of help. To the guys he's throwing to. And no, we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio. And this morning right now on ESPN2. It seems the bigger the stage, the better he plays. He has that alpha, that Mamba mentality. Deep down the middle. Open man is Devontae Smith. Touchdown. You don't know what to try to take away because he's so good at everything. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. That's probably a good way to describe your reigning Heisman Trophy winner, being good at everything. Key watching Devontae run those routes for Alabama, but occasionally Key will look up and either the opposition is given up or they have no chance of staying up with Devonta Smith. Yeah, they just stop in their tracks. Dude from LSU just decided the ball was in the air. I was going to stop. Like, how do you expect to defend a guy when you just stop in mid-flight? Oh, well, go ahead. You just keep running. Like, for real? You know, it's just, he's good, though. I like him. I just, I, I want to see a guy like that is very interesting because until he, he, he reminds me, and I think Robert Woods is a much better wide receiver, mm-hmm. but he reminds me a lot of Woodsy. When Woods was in Buffalo, they didn't know what the hell to do with him. He went to the Rams, and he's one of the most, uh, I would say, probably one of the most dominant wide receivers in the NFL right now from A to Z. But people don't say anything about him because it's not, you know, he doesn't have the flash, but he's on a consistent basis, continuously killing dudes because Sean McVay knows what to do with it. No doubt. Speaking of things that people are definitely talking about, if everybody's kind of on the QT when it comes to somebody like Woods, what's certainly been out there, out and about, is trying to get Lamar Jackson a weapon. Remember, there's been two unanimous league MVPs in NFL history. Unanimous league MVPs in league history. Lamar Jackson is one of them. Ozzie Newsom did an incredible job building the franchise. And in January of 2019, his top deputy, Eric DaCosta, took over. Key said it all season long. Lamar was great. They went to the playoffs. But they just need a number one wide receiver to pair with a guy that a couple of years ago was deemed to be the number one player in the NFL if the MVP means something to you. But DaCosta, learning at the foot of Newsom, says all of those people that say that the Ravens are bereft at the wide receiver position and that's what's holding Lamar back need to check themselves. We've got some really good young receivers. It's insulting to these guys when they hear that we don't have any receivers. It's quite insulting. I'm insulted by it too, to be honest. So I think we've got some guys that want to show everybody what they can do. We love our team. We love our roster. We've got a lot of really good young football players who care very badly about it. So I can't answer the question about pro bowlers and all that. I mean, if, if, if pro bowlers get voted pro bowlers, they're pro bowlers. But I think we've had a lot of good receivers here over the years that have won big games for us. And uh, I know this. I think Lamar likes our receivers. You know, I think our coaches like our receivers. I think the teammates, the guys in this team like our receivers. After hearing all that, would it surprise you that in the Mel-Todd combination rotating draft, the Ravens at 27 will take a wide receiver, Marshall of LSU? I, I think they need to get a big-time wide receiver. And I understand they have Hollywood Brown. And, and sometimes you, Travis, in, in on the outside, and when personnel people see something on the inside, they feel different about it. Can that, what you see every day in your building, translate to the field when the lights come on. You know, the Green Bay Packers, for instance, was people were screaming and hollering a couple years ago about Aaron Rodgers needs receivers, he needs receivers. 
And I said he doesn't need receivers because I had an opportunity to see these guys in practice, to see them run around, and I'm able to say, well, they, they're fine. I've seen them in games. They're okay. Does this mean that the Baltimore Ravens receivers are okay? I haven't seen anything out of them. Well, it, it's not a matter of seeing anything out of them. Just look at the numbers. I mean, the numbers are telling you that there's nobody there. You look at the guys that last in catches, last in receiving yards. That's not a matter of seeing them in practice and liking it. That's a matter of just the math of what's happening during the games, that they're not catching the ball. They're not catching and running with the ball afterwards. It's just the numbers are there. So, yeah, they got to address that. That's, I mean, like Zubin said there a minute ago, this is a guy that was the best player in the league about five minutes ago, and now all of a sudden they have dead last in, in catches and receiving yards. That's not a function of him forgetting how to play quarterback. That's a function of guys not getting open. And, and here's what I would say to DaCosta and to the Ravens organization in terms of something that they've done that can fly underneath the radar a little bit this offseason is they went out and got two of the and I'll stand on the table as a guy who has played this position, two of the best motivator, wide receiver coaches to ever do it on any level in Keith Williams, who very few people know. Dr. Route is what we call him. He's coached the likes of Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, not in game situation. Well, Devontae in games, but in the off season, he trains these guys. Mm-hmm. These are two of the top five receivers in the National Football League. They go to him specifically to get their work. And another guy named T. Martin, ex-quarterback Tennessee Titans, sure. doesn't have a street, has an alley, but that's okay in Tennessee. <laughs> in Knoxville, yes. In Knoxville. Parkway. Yeah, Parkway. <laughs> they didn't give him the, the role that they gave Peyton Manning. They Peyton gave him Manning passed. Yeah, they gave him a little bit of an alleyway that goes <laughs> Would they know, have named a, a freeway after Peyton had he won a national championship there instead of just a road? The entire highway. <laughs> but I, I, it, it, T. Martin, former quarterback, but was a, a terrific wide receiver coach at USC. I mean, you just look at the list of wide receivers he coached at USC that went on to the National Football League. And, and so when you look at that, you're like, okay, check the pedigree. He knows what he's doing at the receiver position, although he didn't play it. He played quarterback, which is a connection mm-hmm. to receivers. They acquired both of those guys this offseason to help build something there once Coach Cully left to take the job at Houston. So there is a problem in the receiver room. I understand that they're saying that there's not a problem. There's a problem there. You may not want to address it publicly. They need to go get a big alpha dog, yes. They went and got Sammy Watkins from Kansas City in free agency. Okay, that's a that's a tick. He's always hurt, right? Well, yeah, always. but 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 when he's healthy, he's decent. But, but can it, you take anybody, Key? Can you just take a guy and, and put them with the right coaches and turn them into the guys they need to be? Or is there needs to be at least a, a minimum amount of ability there to start with to turn them in? Like you were talking about some of these guys like Robert Woods, that they didn't know how to use him in Buffalo, and he gets with Sean McVay in L.A., and they turn him into one of those guys that's making plays every single Sunday. But the materials were there. They just needed to get that out of him with the right coaching and the right scheme. Can you do that with anybody if the guys aren't able to do it any amount of coaching is going to turn them into a star player. Well, I, I think you have to have some ability, right? You can't just be a pumpkin and then all of a sudden you're turned into a star. So you have to have some ability, but you also have to have coaches that recognize what that ability is because when you have guys that don't know, they can ruin somebody's career. I say this all the time on our show, and I said it in L.A. When – when Bill Parcells and Charlie Weiss and Dan Henning and Todd Haley and Mo Carthon and our offensive staff landed in the New York Jets, I died and went to heaven. 
If I would have stayed under Richie Kotite, I wouldn't be on a national show at ESPN. I promise you that. I'd be somewhere flipping burgers or something. I mean, it's just the reality of they knew what to do with me. I had talent, but they knew how to get that talent out of me. They knew, okay, he's good at that. He's not good at that. But that that he's good at is getting ready to help us win a whole lot of damn games. So don't turn him into something that he's not. You know, it's just not. Yes, co-tied with the Eagles and the Jets, main color scheme, green, but nobody green with envy on that coaching record for, no. <laughs> for co-tied, that's for sure. On the way, speaking of green with envy, arguably Steph Curry is on the greatest scoring tear of his career. Think about what we just said there considering his career. Steph, greatest scoring tear ever. He's still not impressed. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to give you some numbers that will blow your mind. And maybe Keys with a little arm twisting. After Key has this from Goodyear. I never said I wasn't <laughs> impressed. Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. Bang! It takes momentum to build to the moment, but it takes everything to capture that moment. Good year. More driven. Buckets! Curry, another three. Bang! Steph Curry does it again. Curry magic working here in Philadelphia. In the shooting zone like very few have ever been. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Step off a screen. Right sideline fades and fires. He got another one. (laughs) Steph Curry. He's on a different level. He's playing in a different universe than the rest of the NBA. 
He does appear to be in a galaxy far, far away on 95-7. The game, he had 49 in the Dubs win over the Sixers. So Curry has now scored 30 points in 11 straight games. Longest streak by a player 33 or older in the history of the league, passing the late great Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan for the most 40-point games in a month by a player age 33 or older. He's just watching him do magic last night. Some of the highlights on ESPN2 here this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Some numbers that'll blow your mind with Curry. You think everything's been said about Curry? Hang tight. Some numbers you have to hear to believe coming up in a couple minutes. Alex Smith is retired after 16 years in the National Football League. I'll say it, man. It was grace and class on the way in. All he heard about was that he wasn't Aaron Rodgers, who was picked 24th in that 2005 draft. He handled it well, moved on on the way out the door, on the back end of his career, mentored Patrick Mahomes, and was the comeback player of the year last year after recovering from an injury that required 17 surgeries. Yet, the comeback player of the year will not come back for one more year. Of the current quarterbacks in the league, who needs the most help at the skill position? We'll take your calls on that in 15 minutes. 888-ESPN. Alex Smith out of the mix, but which QB needs some help and can get it at the draft? 888-ESPN. Line up the calls now. And Gonzaga freshman Jalen Suggs, fresh off one of the biggest shots in March Madness. History is history when it comes to playing for the Zags. He's gone declaring for the NBA draft. No surprise there. Our NBA draft folks have him at the number three overall prospect. And we'll see what Jay Will thinks when he returns next week and we creep closer to the draft certainly a name to watch don't feel bad for gonzaga yesterday they lost Suggs, but picked up the nation's number one recruit in chet holmgren sports center brought to you by nature valley part crunchy part creamy a bit sweet and a bit salty nature valley sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100 percent delicious nature valley we are better outside It's 10 to nothing. What a start for Philadelphia. They're off to a good start. Doesn't matter. This game is ours as soon as we settle down. Hello, Steph Curry with back-to-back threes. Uh-oh. Joel says, come at me. Steph Curry now, 11 straight games with 30 or more. This guy is absolutely ridiculous. Mike Breen, Doris Burke on the call last night. Absolutely ridiculous. Might be a little bit of an understatement. He was watching some of those highlights last night and said it looks fake. And sometimes when you look at the box score, it looks fake too. Like somebody photoshopped that box score. How could it possibly say what it does? So Steph Curry on a scoring rampage, unlike anything we've ever seen in his brilliant career and in some metrics, as I mentioned a moment ago, passing the late great Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan when it comes to 40-point games at the age of 33. Not bad for a guy that some people question his ankles and whether he could stay healthy. All right, Ev, so we laid it down before the break. There's been some great numbers about Steph Curry over the years, amazing numbers, but sometimes you become immune to it. We start taking it for granted because all he does is fill it up. Hit us with some numbers here, and we'll see if Travis, Key, and I are bowled over by these numbers you've been putting together all night long. All right, so these are all from uh, over the course of the last 11 games, and these are all Stats Incredible brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. So as Zubin said, that's his 50th 40-point game in April, passing Kobe and MJ for most 40-point games in a month by a player age 33 or older. Key, are you impressed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. I think when when you look at 
what he's been able to do despite being the only guy really on the floor that's a major score. There is no Klay Thompson. There's no Kevin Durant. And Draymond Green is not the same scoring player that he once was when he added buckets to Golden State. So, yeah, I'm impressed. Ev, I'm impressed by this, and I'll tell you why. In April, in generally, remember this Warriors team went to five straight NBA finals. They had the number one seed locked up on numerous occasions. would be easy to take some games in April off just to get ready. I mean, we're seeing it all the time. This is, this is called load management before load management, but he sat there. He's played in these games deep in the regular season, showing they mean something. And for those teams that they, they get there once a year, back in the old days when you visit an Eastern Conference team once, you want to see Steph Curry. You want to tell your boys you went to a game and saw Steph. He's playing every game he can. That means something. Mostly I'm impressed that Key's impressed, but I'm impressed because he's the guy, he's the only guy out there that can score on these Golden State teams. It's not like Clay and KD and anybody else is out there as a real threat. They can run two, three guys at him whenever they want, and he's still finding a way to get 40, to get nearly 50 again last night. He's doing it in a way that no one has ever seen anybody score like this before. This isn't Wilt Chamberlain dropping 100 when the next biggest guy in the league was 6'7". This is a normal-sized guy just tearing up the league in a brand-new way. All right, let's go to the next one. And, and if the guys are not impressed, then they're out of the game. So I think that might be why Key was impressed with that one. <laughs> Steph Curry last night became the first player in NBA history to average 40 points, 50, 50% field goal percentage, 40% three-point field goal percentage, and 90% from the free-throw line over an 11-game span. Impressed or not impressed? Oh, very impressed. you got to think, man, this is what he does. He's a, just a pure shooter, best shooter that we've pro- I've ever seen, you know, in, in my eyes in the, in the NBA it's just, I mean, what what more can you say? Here's a guy that was passed up major colleges, went to Davidson. Now all of a sudden, you know, people started to say, okay, can he stay healthy? Oh, well, he's just another one of those smaller guards, and then he catches fire, and the fire is still burning. I would say it's super impressive just because when we talk about the list of 50, 40, 90 guys, that list is so small. We're talking, obviously, Ev's talking about a span of 11 straight games, which is amazing consistency. But there have been people that have tried to do 50, 40, 90 for a season. And the amount of people that could even be in that category is so small because once you get to the 40% three-point, 95% of the league is out. 90% of the free throws is tough, too. Reggie Miller, Steph, Steve Kerr, and Mark Price are like the only guys that have done it off the top of my head just thinking in a random fashion. But I just think that 40% from three, even though they're shooting more threes than have ever been shot in this league, making them at a 40% clip is way, way, way harder, even for the best shooters in the world. Very, very impressed because this is a scoring streak that is not just about putting up points with a bunch of shots and just crazy, crazy volume. The numbers that we're talking about, 40, 50, 90, are percentages, right? So he's doing all of these things every single night. This isn't a hot night where he dropped 50 or a hot night where he gets going and drops 60 points. This is doing it incredibly efficiently every single night. Wildly impressed. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zuman. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. If you've got some thoughts on Curry's greatness, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ev? Yeah, Steph Curry has 96 points in his last two games. That's the most over a two-game span by a player age 33 or older since Michael Jordan in 2001 with the Wizards. Key, impressed? Not impressed. 
Impressed. I mean, everything that this, everything that Steph Curry is going to do, I'm going to be impressed with. I don't know anything on your list that I'm not going to be impressed with because clearly he's doing this at a clip that we've never seen before. Okay, I'm going to take myself out of the game here only because I'm going to reference something Trav said before. Right now, this team can't score in any other way. So when it comes to volume of shots, you know, Kobe, how many shots did it take him to get 60 in his final game? Everybody only came to see Michael play for the Wizards for Michael to shoot the ball. And this is the same thing here. Wiseman's on the shelf for the season. No clay. The team's been banged up the entire season. While it is absolutely remarkable, I think this particular stat less impressive than the others. I'll see myself out. I'm going to stay in. I think that I'm still incredibly impressed by all of this. This is a guy that, you know, the numbers are 33 or older since Michael Jordan. This is a season where we've seen guys dropping left and right. This is a season where it's incredibly compressed all over again because of the coronavirus, and he still goes out there and does it every single night, nearly 100 points in back-to-back games, impressed. And and that's why it's impressive. I know he's taking the shots. I'm going to run everybody at him defense. I'm going to try to get in his way. I'm going to close in on him. And he's still dropping buckets on everybody's head. All right, Travis, follow along with this one, all right? All right. Steph Curry now has the NBA record for the most three-pointers over a three-game span, four-game span, five-game span, six-game span, seven-game span, eight-game span, nine-game span, ten-game span, 11-game span. I want to know what happened in the two-game span. Why is that the only one that's not on the list? I know that he's going to knock it is down. It, is that not a span? <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the definition of a span is at least three games. Yeah, I mean, again, for the for all of the same reasons, it's impressive again. This is the NBA. Guys get hot. This is the NBA work. Maybe guys get hot for a night or two. Maybe guys get hot for a week. Hot for 11 games in a row from 30 feet away? These aren't three-point shots that are from the corner where he's just sitting there waiting. He's got the ball in his hands all night long. He's running all over the court. He's the only guy that has to take a shot and for 11 games he's done this it's just extraordinary yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to bow out on this one because I'm not impressed with him dropping threes because that's what he does we better do one a three-point contest okay that's just he like so I did said, Craig Hodges he never did this yeah but but Are you not he, he, he just <laughs> I, he's different that three-point is that's his name he's the three-point machine he drops it on his head no matter what. That's why I said earlier, it looks fake. It doesn't even look real. And it's almost like I expect for him to do this every single night. He's going to hit, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten threes. He's not slowing down. I expect for him to continue this type of pace at the three-point line. All right, I got one more I want to get to you guys. All three of you can jump in on this one. I want to see if you are most impressed by this one of all the ones I've given you. Steph Curry's most career games in the NBA with 10 three-pointers. Steph Curry has 21. Klay Thompson's next with five. And Steph Curry, since last Monday, is next with four. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Are you not entertained? Wow. I'll be honest. This is the first one where it doesn't just pop out at me because this is – Steph invented this, right? Steph invented the idea of taking and making 10 three-point shots in a game. This was, you know, you go back not that far into history, and if a team took 10 three-point shots in a game, that was a lot. And Steph was the guy that kind of brought this, we're going to take a bunch of these, I'm going to make a bunch of these to the league, so that he has more of these than anybody else is actually the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I, you know, if you told me, if you said to me, who holds the record? for most threes in the game, I would just assume it was Steph Curry. 
automatically, right? I mean, even before he got on his hot streak, I would just assume Steph Curry, maybe Klay Thompson, and that's pretty much it. It would have stopped there despite because when you go back into some of the history of the shooters, the Reggie Millers, the the Larry Burrs, they wasn't taking these type of volume shots at all in games. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is sometimes you have to look at it. We always talk about in baseball, you know, well, you know, what what's this guy's war going to be? And, well, we didn't care about on-base percentage until this time. And getting walks wasn't seen as a big deal. In the 80s, guys were stealing 100 bases. Now somebody's stealing 20, and they're close to the league lead. To Key's point, the three-pointer is now, and to Trav's point, the three-pointer is now part of the game like it never was before. So not to take anything away from Steph Curry, but... You know, I think Chris Mullen played in college for three years with no three-point line. You know, if Chris Mullen had a three-point line at St. John's, suddenly maybe he's got more career points. So as the game has evolved, Steph, in a sense, has met the moment. There's a lot of times where you just have to be the right player at the right time. And in Steph's case, he forced his game to be the way the NBA is played, college basketball is played, women's basketball is played. And high school basketball has played. No better example. You guys have kids. I don't. When we were kids, everybody was doing the layup line before the game. Now whenever I go to watch my, my nephews, everybody's shooting threes, right? At the beginning of the game, everybody's just sitting there shooting threes, ready for the clock to go and start. His impact on basketball is hard to measure. Again, you got any thoughts on Steph Curry? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Back to more NFL talk in just a second. But indeed, we do have a caller. Let's take it. Jason in Phoenix, you're on ESPN Radio. We bully over some of them Steph stats? Yeah, uh, Steph's my favorite player, man. I think he's the best. But, you know, I'm disappointed in him because he stopped being the playmaker. He's, like, going backwards. He's just basically going off for himself. He, he's getting the scoring numbers, but he's not getting assists. There's no reason why Jeremiah Gray should lead the team in assists, and the point guard is, like, third. I can't co-sign Yeah, they don't have any scores on the team. Man, they got to score. They're still well, you trying want him to, to win pass games. It to Kent Bazemore? I mean, what are we talking about? He's the only one out there. What do you want him to do? Yeah, he's, he's getting 50 a night. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight back into the Curry discussion. We had a feeling it was going to engender some strong responses. Keith is joining us this morning from Harlem. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, wonderful group of men from ESPN basketball that we're going to talk about this morning. I just want to talk about this great run that Steph Curry is on. Go ahead. I think I think it's amazing that Steph Curry is able to do what he's doing right now, especially when guys know that he's coming out and they know what he's looking to do and they can't stop it. And that's Key's point, right? You yeah. just said it, Key. It's just like, y'all know I'm shooting it every time. Do something about it. Nobody can do anything about it. Nobody can do anything about it. That's why it looks so fake to me. <laughs> so, Trav, I think a lot of this comes down to a lot of people are wondering, you know, uh, the Lakers, you know, if this was a fully constituted Warriors team, which maybe by this time next year it will be, maybe Wiseman's a little bit better. The Warriors certainly would be. I think for so long, for a half decade or so, we were so used to just having the Warriors penciled into the NBA Finals. The West looks a little bit different now, and I know Utah and Phoenix and Denver are ascending, but let's just have Golden State back here at full throttle. Obviously, their ability to lure a free agent if Steph and Clay are healthy. Um, do you see them a year from now being right back in there with the Lakers and the Clippers, 
Or are they going to get close, but maybe not back to where they the used to be? Those yeah, I was, was going to say, Zubin, yeah, with the Clippers, yeah, sure. Yeah, they can get back yeah. on the Clippers, Clippers level. Yeah. I, I think they can get there with all the reasons that you mentioned. But as far as the Lakers go, look, we, we just went through all those numbers with Steph, and I was in on every single one of them. What he does is extraordinary, and what he continues to do is extraordinary. There's no reason to think he won't have something similar like this next year. But LeBron's different, man. LeBron is different than this. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time, but LeBron James might be the greatest player of all time. And he's got one of the other top five players in the league with him in Anthony Davis. So while the Warriors will be better once Clay comes back, maybe they have a draft pick, Wiseman comes back, all of those sorts of things are certainly going to go from a one-man show, a guy that's keeping them in a playoff spot because he's as hot as anybody that we've ever seen, sure. But getting on LeBron's level, no. That, that, that is a totally different thing. The only guy in the league that I feel like can get to where LeBron is on a regular basis, and we haven't seen it because of the injury this year, is KD. As great as Steph is, KD is the one guy that can go shot for shot, possession for possession, play for play with LeBron, and you feel like, okay, this might go the other guy's way. As good as Steph is, I don't feel like that when I match him up with LeBron. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. You just mentioned you invoked, Travis, the comparison between Curry and LeBron, and that's where Christopher in Florida wants to go this morning. Good morning, Christopher. Hey, good morning, guys. How is it going today? What's that? Good. All right. Hey, so, yeah, I think the, the argument goes back to, you know, we get that superstar numbness, like with LeBron and with uh, MJ. You know, they, they continue to show us that greatness every day, day in, day out. But at the end of the day, you know, we expect more from him. This is why, you know, LeBron hasn't won the MVP every single year. MJ didn't win the MVP every single year because we started getting numb from it. And then we want more. We want more that, uh, you know, sometimes we're just not satisfied in the greatness. I mean, Steph is probably in my lifetime, I've been around, love basketball. It's it's what I grew up on. Steph is probably the best pure shooter I've ever seen in my entire life. But here we get the we he blows our minds with these 30, 40, 50 point games and we're like, "Oh yeah, that we're it's expected of him." And so we're not going to truly ever lift him to the greatness that I think that he deserves. You know, same thing with MJ and and uh, and LeBron. LeBron is probably the best overall all-around player ever, but we we come to expect this and when he has those letdowns we don't, you know, oh, well, you know, we, we make excuses for, for, you know, why he should be absolutely better or Steph should be absolutely better. And, you know, I just I don't think we're ever we're never going to be satisfied with with seeing the greatness that's right in front of us and just and accepting it as that like, wow, this this guy is the best shooter of all time. I, I don't know how you expect anything more. I mean, it, it yeah, people expect to see him like me. I expect to see him dropping threes on people's heads because he's a trained guy at doing that. That's who he is. So I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to enjoy it, but I expect it. I I can still expect it and enjoy it at the same time, right? I mean, I – you know, there's there's an element of this, too, that I think gets lost with Steph a little bit, and that is just the physical side of all of this, that – most of the great players have a physical component that makes them different. LeBron is just the, the ultimate outlier because his size and his speed, we've never seen a combination of those things before. Whether you talk about Kareem or Shaq or Will Chamberlain, you're talking about guys that were just physically different than the other guys that they were playing against. Steph Curry is more or less a regular-sized dude. He's about 6'3", right? I mean, in the world, he's tall. But by NBA standards, he's a small player. 
and he just changed the game. He, we, we have a different set of basketball rules and basketball strategy than we've never seen prior to him showing up and doing what he did. This is not just the greatest shooter of all time. It's a shooter that changed the way that it's played. Zubin mentioned a second ago, you go to a game, everybody's taking 20-footers. That's because of Steph. You look at the way that Lillard shoots the ball now. You look at all of these deep threes that all these other guys are taking. That's because of Steph. He changed it, and he didn't change it because he was just bigger and stronger and faster than everybody else. He changed it because he had a skill set that was different than everybody else. We've never really seen that before from a guy that size in this league. He's not a small player like you think of a guy like Allen Iverson or something like that, but he is a smaller guy who has revolutionized basketball the way he plays. And and that's because of his physical you know, his physical presence. If you think about it, LeBron James changed the game from his dominance and his size. Bully ball to the cup, you can't stop me, I'm going to score. Yeah, we've seen strong guys in the NBA that have been able to power their way through things but not deliver in the end like a LeBron James. No matter what they do to him, he's still able to score. He's able to push the ball down the floor. I mean, all of those sort of things. And then when you look at Steph Curry – we haven't seen – like LeBron James can't do what Steph Curry could do and Steph can't do what LeBron could do because physically their body types won't allow that. Yeah, LeBron could try and shoot from half court. But for a little guy, Steph does get to the rim surprisingly often. I mean, Yeah, but little, guys, the basket but, too. but little guys in general, smaller point guards always been able to get to the cup. If smaller point guards could do layups and blow past people, that hasn't – that's not changing the game. Changing the game is when I'm – at the half-court line, and I walk across the court, and I just launch a shot, and it hits the bottom of the net, and we keep it moving, Zubin. There's no doubt about it. We'll try to continue to take your calls throughout the morning. If you have the ability to hang on, please do, because there is so much stuff to dig into here with Steph Curry, including the always percolating question of whether Steph will end his career as a member of the Warriors. It seems impossible to think he won't, but you never, never No. On the way, the one question we haven't asked about the amazing Steph Curry yet. We'll tell you what that is next. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.